Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. On Sunday, September 13th at 10 a.m., we will be um, live streaming uh, Breakfast in Ireland with two accomplished Irish musicians, uh, Oshin and Samantha. Uh, they have actually performed with Toka before, once in, as in Atlantic Steps, and again in, for Irish Christmas in America. Uh, these are two lovely people performing some great, great songs, traditional Irish songs, um, and it's just a great way to start the day. So grab your scone, uh, grab your Irish tea, and um, tune in on Sunday, September 13th at 10 a.m. Tickets are available at uh, torrentsarts.org, and it's going to be a great event. So uh, here's my conversation with Oshin. Yes. <laughs> um, Welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. It is my pleasure to have Oshin with me today. And I'm uh, purposefully not pr pronouncing his last name because I messed it up each time I try. Um, people who, uh, who are fans of Toka or who have been to our shows will recognize you because we've had you in Atlantic Steps and Irish Christmas in America. Um, but that's surprisingly not the only thing you do because you also have another group uh, he, what was it? How do you, what's the group? Tita. Yeah. How, which, which came first? Well, um, thank you, Chris, for having me on uh, today. And uh, you and Toka have been wonderful supporters of Irish music. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, the, actually my first um, actor band that I got involved with uh, right out of college was Tede, yeah. Um, Tede was a, a band that I set up uh, along with a few musical friends of mine um, just after leaving college. So um, Tede is the is the name, and Tede is nearly twenty years old. Nice. And and um, what inspired you to put together Atlantic Steps and and the other shows? The Atlantic Steps was was. Um, much more of a, a dance focused thing than I had ever been uh, involved with. Now I'm married to a dancer, so that's that. I'm not going to say it makes me any more knowledgeable about dance, but <laughs> it certainly makes me more interested. But um, Atlantic Sips drew, uh, grew out of um, a, a musical and and uh, I suppose a friendship with Brian Cunningham, who was the 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 main guy in Atlantic Steps, and Brian. Um, was not someone that I knew growing up. Um, the Irish scene is is a small one, but um, Brian, because he was kind of exclusively involved in the dancing, uh, Chandos dancing rather than the musical side of it, our paths didn't cross uh, until 2007. And we both were um, teaching at a camp in Ireland uh, for a week and we just hit it off, had an amazing, um week an amazing time together and brian just struck me as someone that was very talented and um very eager to to just get his style of dance uh, out there so um i've had many fun times with brian since well we i, I have to say I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh working with you guys on that because um 
he was a pleasure to work with and uh and you got you are also now um on sunday september 13th we're having breakfast in ireland um which is kind of odd because for us it'll be 10 a.m but for you it will be what 6 p.m exactly 6 p.m yeah so um while everyone is hunkering down here in in the states with their scones and and irish breakfast you'll be hopefully uh, having dinner but um you're going to perform uh with uh, your wife Samantha Harvey who is actually a uh, who's from Ventura, California, right? Right. That's it. Yes. Samantha is um a Ventura native and uh, lived there actually up, up until um our paths crossed and um she for some reason was kind enough to move over to Ireland and that's where we're living here on the west coast. Uh, of Ireland in a place called Sligo. But we we actually first met in uh, California. Um, and the story actually is that we, we met um, during that Atlantic Steps tour that, um, that um, you presented at Toka in 2013. We actually met on that tour. Really? 2013, wow, is that long ago? Wow. It is. I, I actually remember the first time we met at a booking conference and uh, you, you just struck me as just this nice human being and it, it, it has been a pleasure working with you ever since. Um, and so walk me through, you said the, earlier that the, the music scene in Ireland is small. For somebody who's only been there, I mean, I was in Ireland with my mother like some years ago for like 11 days it lovely it didn't it seemed anything but small because it's like any pub you went into there was music going on how is it growing up in ireland being a musician is it it, it just seems like there's so much camaraderie you nailed it that's that's exactly the way it is and when i say, when i say small uh, the scene is small because Ireland is small, but uh, not because there aren't a lot of musicians. There are heaps of musicians for the size of the country, but um, just given that everywhere is like within a few hours of each other, um, you know, you tend to, particularly, I think that that's one of the, the beautiful things about being a musician in, in Ireland is it takes you out of your local area and, and gets you, you know, making friendships, uh, often lifelong ones, um, with people all over the country, um, it's so that's that's one of the the really beautiful things uh, about music for me about being a musician uh, in Ireland is that social part of it, which let's face it has always been uh, a big a big part of. That's actually been the main part. the The reason for uh, Irish music, song, and dance has been social. And do you think? For for people in the states, I mean, it it is, I mean, it's a big difference between like music in the states. You go, you you buy a ticket, you go to a show, or you go, you buy a ticket, you go to a, a club. But in Ireland, it just seems like it's. Oops. Sorry about that. That's never no happened. Problem. <laughs> um, that. In the states, you go, you buy a ticket, you go to see a show, and and whether you're in a bar or, um, 
in a show, it's it's like you sit there and you you enjoy the music. In Ireland, from what I saw, the majority of it was, I mean, it's it's you walk into a pub, you walk into anywhere, and it's like there's music and musicians. It's it's almost participatory. Where if you walked in with a a instrument, you could start playing with whoever's there. Is that an accurate assumption? Yeah, pretty pretty much it is. Yeah, that's and that's why um, the these kind of things happen mostly in the extended summer period because. Um, you know, it fits well with people being on vacation and, and um, attending festivals. So you mentioned participatory, and yes, it has always been participatory. So, you know, we can all remember being a child. I can remember being a child and being exposed to this music and uh, being made feel very welcome uh, by musicians of all sorts of ages. And then, you know, when you're in your maybe late teenage years, you kind of like to play a lot with people that are around that age group because of the the social element is so strong and then you know once you once you you get a little bit more mature you kind of you know open out again to playing with people of all sorts of sorts of ages so but look let's face it irish music has it's not a static thing it's a tradition as a very strong tradition thanks thank goodness but it it changes it you know it not in a revolutionary way but in a nuanced way it changes with people's lifestyles uh, and I have to say you know with, with people's lifestyles everywhere being that bit busier um, now compared to maybe the 80s which is when I started to learn music um, first um, you know the places where music happens and the amount of time um, you know how spontaneous it is all these things do uh, evolve uh, with time so it's probably a little bit more organized nowadays than it was 20 years ago. Who knows where it's headed uh, after that. But I think it, it reflects life. It reflects people's uh, lifestyles. And it's a beautiful mix of some people that are full-time musicians, people that are kind of semi, you know, semi-professionals, people that will just are happy to play in a pub with a few friends. And it's a mix of all those things. And then, of course, we have, uh, which is a beautiful thing in Ireland, we have so many people that, learn it from the ages of four and five and and um it becomes a wonderful activity for them to take part in and some of those won't always you know keep playing uh, some of them will will pack it in when they're uh, in their teens but they've you know they've at least kind of had an experience of that culture which is lovely and do you do you think for people in america that i mean I, I noticed that, like, with the introduction of what was it, Lord of the Dance, there seemed yes. to be an increase of interest in Irish culture in America. Do you think that was sort of the conduit, or do you think it would have happened anyway? Um, I've heard I've heard plenty of people talking about these things over the years, um, and of course, I can only I've only experienced uh, life, you know, through my own lens from maybe you know the, the the 90s into the 2000s and and that time but people definitely say that river dance and lord of the dance and, and that dancing scene gave a huge huge boost to irish culture irish music and dance um at that time i think going back a little bit further 
Um, it's generally generally kind of said that the folk boom of the 60s and 70s give it a huge lift uh, as well, particularly uh, not only in Ireland, but in America. And uh, I mean, you guys had such great folk festivals, you know, come up, spring up in the 60s and 70s and a huge uh, awareness and interest of folk music in folk music in general. And Irish music was definitely a beneficiary of that uh, in, in America. And would you so you would say, would you classify what you do as folk music or? Ah, good question. Uh, we use the word traditional and then we also use the, 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 the term folk in Ireland, but folk tends to be more associated with the singer songwriter uh, type of, of genre than traditional instrumental playing um, instrumental music. So I know that's not the case in every country, but uh, in Ireland, I think we've tended to use traditional music more for the sort of stuff that we do. And folk is a slightly broader uh, term, which doesn't encompass as much of instrumental um, music, you know. But then, you know, Irish, Irish musicians have played at folk festivals and, and, and will do uh, as well. But I think it's interesting how, in, certainly in America, because the whole concept of having an Irish festival and, you know, putting that kind of exclusivity, this is an Irish festival, which of course often takes in Scottish musicians and musicians from other maybe Celtic associated countries. But um, I think just that that sort of sense of Irish having their own festivals has maybe kept Irish music a little out of some of the great American folk festivals over the year. It was nearly kind of, you know, created its own space with the Irish uh, festivals. But I know from our, you know, short touring lives with, with Teda and that, that um, some of the folk festivals that, that we played in America were some of the greatest festival experiences we, we had because it was so much more exciting for us to play at festivals where there were musicians from other parts of the world and playing style, you know, playing very different musics than us. You know, of course, we love to listen to Irish music all day, uh, but we get that here in Ireland. So going to uh, America, it, it, it was always more exciting to be in a, a folk festival or somewhere like that, our world music festival, where we, we could sample uh, other great musicians. You know? And so you started out with this, the, your first group and then you branched into um, Atlantic Steps and then uh, Irish Christmas in America. What, what was the trend, what was the deciding point to say, okay, we've done Ireland, now let's move to this, let's take on the States. I mean, that, to me, that seems a little overwhelming, but you, I mean, you, you seem to do it very well. Cause I remember the, I think the first time I met you at the booking conference, you, that was your first conference you'd been to, right? Right, yeah. Um, I think maybe it comes from being from growing up in a small country that, uh, I, as Irish people, we're used to looking outwards. Um, you know, obviously, if you're if you're living in America, you've got so much to 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 soak up and discover. You know, even within your own country. But uh, in Ireland, um, you know, we're always excited about looking looking further afield and and things like that. Plus, um. When I suppose my first experience of, um, you know, once I, once I was, you know, growing up, I started to do a lot of teaching, um, and teaching at summer festivals in Ireland, where I met a lot of 
you know, musicians and, and uh, coming from America to learn Irish music. And so I uh, got to know quite a few, um, uh, particularly fiddlers that were, that were coming in and learning fiddle uh, in Ireland. And some of them were, you know, super, super, super nice. And, uh, you know, they would say, oh, look, if you come to America, you know, give me a shout. I can always try to put on a, a concert in our local town for you. And, you know, kind of very kind invitations like that and um we back in 2001 when Tata started um you know we did some lovely concerts in Ireland but then I started you know right away to to look at uh would it be possible to do something in America and the very first concert we did was uh over in lovely um Martha's Vineyard and um a, lo- a really a really um a really nice lady called Mary Wolverton had attended kind of some of the summer festivals I was talking about in Ireland and I taught her fiddle uh, a lot of times and, and she had she was one of those kind of people who offered to um, put on a concert uh, for us so that was the very first concert Taylor did so uh, it was just a, basically a short like 10 day tour um, but it was the beginning what made it possible for me in Ireland was actually just the onset of the internet I mean I was just finished college and I had never used a computer until I went to college. We never had a computer at home at all. Um, and then I went to went to Trinity College in Dublin and got, oh, here's the, here's the internet and here's email. And it was a whole exciting new world. And we can actually contact people. I mean, I actually never had a phone in the house uh, when I was growing up. We, we didn't even have a phone. I think I had the internet before I had, had a phone. So um, here was a way of contacting the outside world. So I just started looking up you know, places to play and then people that I had met and put together a short little, a short little tour. And um, that was, uh, that was, that kind of provided the, the first seeds of, of, uh, God, this is an, an exciting thing and it, it might be possible to do it. So te- that's interesting. So you grew up without a phone. Um, yeah. What, tell me about the town that you, is it the same town you live in now that you grew up in? No, it, it's it's not. Even though my parents do live in the town that that I live in now, um, but the, they didn't move there until un, until later. But um, no, I grew up. Um, I was actually born in Dublin, so I, I I was born in born in the city. But my parents had um, kind of um, you know wanted to escape the the air pollution of of uh, of the city and stuff like that, and. Um, both of them had grown up in 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 Dublin uh, as well, so they were excited by a move out west to the to the countryside. So we headed for when I was like about three or four, uh, age three or four. Uh, my family headed for Clare, which is on the west coast, but a bit further south than where we are in Sligo here. Uh, but it's a great place for music. So there was a, a music class just like a five minute walk from where we lived. So that's where the music started and um, we moved further up to Sligo when I was 11. Uh, but, you know, I spent all my childhood, uh, most of it in in um, rural Ireland. And uh, that's that's where the music, I mean, it, I could have learned music in Dublin, but it was just where, where we were living in, in rural Ireland. It, it was um, very easily accessed and there was a lot of music around. And so, um, Samantha, your wife is also a musician. Did she... Yeah. Obviously, a fabulous dancer, but did she come to the table with the appreciation of the Irish music, 
obviously she enjoyed it because she danced to it, but I mean, or was she more, or was her musical leanings a little more I don't know, pop or rock or? The, the Irish dance, I think was, um, you, you asked the question about river dance and all of the dance um, a while, a few minutes ago, and that, that's what inspired Samantha to get into, into the Irish scene. Um, there was a great dancing teacher in Ventura, Galway, lady called um, Maura O'Connell. She still teaches there. Um, but Samantha, um, you know, started uh, Irish dance lessons first, and that's how she began her her interest in in Irish music. And the music came after the dancing for her. She her her enjoyment of the music, you know, was spurred by her um, her dancing uh, lessons. So that's where it started for her. So we can thank. Riverdance and, and um, that move in the nineties for for Samantha's because she didn't she doesn't have any Irish background at all. Oh really? She didn't. It's not in no. her. Not in her at all. No. I I would have assumed, especially having talked to her. I mean, talking to you guys like when you first came out for when, when we first met her. Yes. She sounded like she came from Ventura. Later on, when she came, when I saw her again at another conference, or I think it was at Irish Christmas in America, yeah, she, I, I would have sworn she was from Ireland because she's got that little thing in her voice now. Do you, is that just happening happening naturally, or are you giving her lesson? <laughs> I I can't take any credit for that. I can assure you, oh, it's it, it does happen, doesn't it? I mean, some people, you know, because Irish people have emigrated for so long. Um, you know, it's it's always a an interesting thing when you meet an Irish person who's emigrated because there are plenty of people who just never ever change their accent. They could be gone from Ireland like for fifty years, uh, and they just seem to speak the same as if they were living in Ireland. And then you get people that, what you know, whatever it is that they're they're more adaptable in 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 listening and fitting in with the the local way of of speaking. So. It, I think you either fall one way or the other uh, in, in that you either kind of assimilate or you you just really really keep your own um, your own identity very strong, you know. Uh, um, so on Sunday, uh, uh, September thirteenth at ten a.m., we're going to do uh, Irish uh, breakfast in Ireland with you and Samantha. What what do you hope people walk away with during that performance? I mean, it's. For musicians, I always find that people are, I mean, there's always something they want to impart or, but Irish music is always so upbeat. Is there some feeling that you want people to walk away with during a performance? Yeah, it's, um, this, I have two, I suppose, I have two answers for that. What I want people and then what I, what I want to enjoy about them uh, from our perspective as well. But um, I think, you know, what we'd like people to enjoy from, musical performance is, you know, I think music is a great escape. And I, I, I see that in, in, in a positive uh, way. Not that we're escaping from, from somewhere we don't like, but it just brings us to a different place. And um, that's, that's what I think is one of the beautiful things about music. And I enjoy playing music. I also enjoy listening to music. But when, you know, when I listen to music, uh, it brings me to, to a different place. So you know, there are people that have been to Ireland, there are people that have not been to Ireland, but even if you've never been to Ireland, I think listening to the music gives you some sense about Ireland, about the Irish people, and, and about how 
you know, how we live life or how life has been lived uh, in Ireland uh, over time, because the music and the culture reflects society, you know, to a greater, greater or lesser extent. Um, and I suppose the other end of it then, you know, what we're looking forward to, I think what we were looking forward to is um, just the, the setting of actually the way this is going to be with the, with the Zoom um, concert, you know, rather than just playing a, a Facebook Live con um, concert is, I'm looking forward to seeing people's faces uh, and hearing what people have to, to say because, you know, we, as musicians, we can, we can exist for a certain amount of time playing for ourselves and playing for the walls around us or playing out in the open or whatever, wherever you like to play. But ultimately, ultimately, we need people to play for. And even if people are not saying anything, it's just to see, to see people's faces. And um, that will be a wonderful thing. And something that we are treasuring even more than ever uh, now. It was something that was, has been readily available for us for most of our lives. But I think now um, we're even putting a higher value on that and um, Samantha and myself played a live concert our first live concert actually since since March um, in Sligo here at the local theatre they've been kind of dipping their toes in by having lobby concerts um, and this was the second one um, just a couple of nights ago and um, I was really really lovely really wonderful to see people again and to play play for people so thank you Thank you so much for putting this together. It means a hell of a lot uh, to us. And I hope that it's not just us that enjoys it. I hope the audience uh, will have a, a lovely time as well. I, I guarantee they will. It's, it's um, anyone who's had the pleasure of seeing guys perform in the past will know that this is going to be just um, fun and it's a great way to start the day. And, and um, I keep thinking to myself, you know, we're, we're calling this Irish breakfast in America, or breakfast in Ireland. Um, and I hope people trust me that you actually are in Ireland. You're not in the room next door. <laughs> I mean, we need to, some way to prove that you're actually in Ireland because um, I, I thought to myself, well, I wonder if people really will believe it, but you are. Um, and I, I, I thank you for we'll, putting we'll, this. We'll prove, it, we'll prove it with the rain. We'll show you the rain. <laughs> There you go. Is it raining there now? No, but it will be. T tonight we're getting a storm, a very heavy rainstorm. So I'll, oh, I'll record some of it for you for a backdrop. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I know that during this lockdown, uh, this COVID craziness, um, everyone, it's really impacted a lot of people in a bad way. I have to imagine, though, for you, this is really good timing because you just had a son and this is a great yeah. time for you to actually spend with him as opposed to being on the road. You're absolutely right. A, an absolute blessing. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, sometimes life, you know, you have choices and sometimes you don't. And this has been a time when, as you said, most of us have been um, restrained in terms of our movement. But um, there's always there's always other other advantages to that. And uh, it's been it's been lovely. Our son Finan will be celebrating his first uh, birthday in just about three days from now so we're, we're excited about that that's crazy it's it yeah. time flies when it, it's it's crazy well Osin, thank you so much for taking the time i really do appreciate it and uh we will look forward to seeing you guys um live on zoom next month fantastic always lovely to chat to you chris and uh, thank you so much again